Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless you. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 10. And um, I just want to, I, I don't know how far I'll get through this, but I, I, when Paul began to do ministry, and, and for those of you that uh, you know a little bit more about Paul, uh, Paul was not somebody that was uh, grew up in a Christian home, you know, and and had uh, went to church and and uh, you know was he was against those that were followers of Jesus Christ to the point of actually uh, seeing them killed. And in fact, we read of that in, in the book of Acts. Uh, where, where Stephen was stoned to death uh, and they lay uh, hit the garments of Stephen at, at, at Saul's feet. Um, but yet his ministry, as he had that, that, that connecting or that, that um, on the way to Damascus, there was uh, this meeting up with the Lord Jesus Christ. And at that point, Jesus had already ascended. There was a bright light and uh, uh, basically fell off, off his horse. And, and, but there was salvation that came to Paul, to Saul. And, uh, but as Paul began to, to minister, he, he ministered in a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. And I just want you to know today that uh, God wants to do some amazing things through us. And tonight, uh, I've just entitled Keys to Miracles. And sometimes as a church and as individuals say, well, God, you know, do you still do miracles today? Uh, is that still for today? And I want you to know it is, absolutely. God wants to do a powerful work through you. And so I just want to go through a few, uh, few things as we look at Matthew chapter 10, and we'll touch a little bit into Mark chapter 16, and, but the bulk of it will be in, in Matthew chapter 10. So if you have your Bibles from verse 1, uh, I just want to uh, touch in on a, on a few points as we go through these passages. And I want you to be encouraged um, by the word of the Lord tonight. It says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to, to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So he called his disciples, and immediately, or there was a giving of, of power to them over the unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Question is, is that for today? How many of you believe that that's for today as well? Okay, so so many of you are saying, yes, that is for today. Um, and so today I just want to go over a few keys uh, when it comes to miracles. Um, and that work being accomplished through you. You say, what, me? But I'm not a pastor. These guys were not pastors. These guys were all kinds from all different walks of life. And uh, they were, it wasn't like they were, uh, you know, they'd 
been believers all their life. At that point, there was a believing in Jesus. He hadn't gone to the cross yet, but there was a believing in Jesus and there was a response from them as they believed in Jesus. Uh, and so we're gonna get a little bit more into that. So the question is this, is this for today? Is this for today? And just quickly, let's jump over to Mark chapter 16 uh, from verse 15. I've, uh, this passage has been read many times in the course of the last few years uh, here. And truly, uh, I just want to just point out a few things. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every, cre every creature. Is that something that still needs to be done today? Absolutely. We need to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to every person. Uh, so that's for us today. That hasn't stopped. It's not just for 2,000 years ago. Uh, but it is for today that that message goes out. The gospel is preached to others. It says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So there's a, there needs to be a response, or there is a response. Listen. Every time we share the gospel, there will be, always be a response to it. There's either an acceptance or a rejecting of the gospel. And with the acceptance, there is life. With the rejection of the gospel, those, those individuals are condemned. Now, not to say that a person can hear, they hear the gospel and they just reject. Not to say that they, they can't change and come around. Uh, and they, they can but if they die in their sin uh, without placing their trust and their faith in, in Christ, uh, they will spend uh, eternity apart from God. There is a condemnation that comes. The, the, the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ is powerful. There will, all, like I say, there will always be a response either to accept Jesus or not. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So there's an authority at this point. It's not, it's, if you say, well, that was just for the disciples, those original 12 that were with Jesus, that's, it was only for them. This is saying, to those that believe, and this is, this is the first thing that, that we need to, to grab a hold of. If you believe that the Lord can do something and desires to do something through you, he will do it as you believe in him. I'm talking about as you are a child of God. If you are a child of God and you believe that God wants to do a work through you, he will. It says, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So just quickly, this thing of casting out demons, you have authority. In Jesus' name, you have authority over every demon that is out there to be able to take that authority over them and to cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit being upon them. Now, I, I like the, the order of this, the fact that as a new, a brand new, you say, hey, I, I haven't spoken in tongues, I haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to know as a brand new believer, you have 
the authority over the enemy just like myself who's been uh, saved for almost 50 years as a brand new believer you have authority as you believe in Jesus name that you can cast out demons you have authority over them they will speak with new tongues so it, once again speaking of uh, the this initial sign and I like it, it says not just be filled with the Holy Spirit but there's a, a the Lord Jesus saying speak with new tongues and so he's saying that is the the indication or the that initial sign that's mentioned uh, in the book of Acts numerous times uh, either mentioned three times specifically and inferred two other times five times just in the book of of Acts and here we see it in, in Mark talking about those being filled with the Holy Spirit and there's powerful things that come as we are filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues is just the beginning it's just one thing there's so much in that uh, they will take up serpents as I, I, I can remember, well, who would take up a serpent? But I remember uh, years ago, uh, where my parents lived, uh, out in the country, close to the, the waters, there were snakes all over the place. And, and there was a, a big ravine beside the, the, uh, our house uh, growing up. And uh, oftentimes in the spring and, and summer, uh, those, those, uh, there would be snakes nest a snake nest so you'd have numerous like you'd be like oh man who would want to pick up a, a snake who would want to pick up a serpent but it says they will take up serpents one of the aspects of this is no fear you know we don't have to be afraid to have no fear if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them protection those that believe in my name they have protection those that believe in my name no fear they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover those that believe in Jesus name they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover that's the very least if the miracle doesn't take immediately take place immediately we know that we can speak according to the Word of God when you pray you say well do I have to be an elder or a pastor in the church to lay hands on the sick no it doesn't say here it says if you believe in Jesus name you have as a as a brand new believer you can lay hands on the sick and at the very least expect for them to recover as you believe the person that you're praying for may not believe the Lord says not that they have to believe as well it's no those who believe in my name they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover you say pastor I, I don't know all the different ways to to, to pray and, and all the scriptures or whatever I like what John and, and Peter as they were walking up Solomon's porch and, and there was the man that was lame from birth and he, he was begging and Peter says to him as he turns to him he says silver and gold I don't have but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus rise up and walk and he took him by reaching down he took him by the by the hand because the guy was saying well what, what, what's going on here I don't believe and even as Peter by faith as he just reached out and pulled took him by the hand immediately there was strength and power that came to his to the his legs and feet and whatever his ankles that was not there and this man that had been from birth uh, lame 
began to walk and leap and praise God. It was not a great prayer. It was a prayer of faith because Peter believed in Jesus Christ and in his name, there's a work that can be done. So keys to miracles. Number one, you need to believe. Number two, you, you need to believe also in his name and in the name of Jesus that there can be a work done. Praise God. Isn't that good? So you can, yeah, you can ask others to pray. So uh, even for cats, you know, I, I, hey, can you pray for my cat? Absolutely. For different situations. In Jesus' name. You say, can I do that or do I need to call the elders? Yeah, there's times where you call the elders and, and, you, and they lay hands on, they anoint with oil, they lay hands on according to James chapter 5. And that pr the prayer of faith, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much, avails much, accomplishes much. So, can you believe? Will you believe? Then there's this aspect. Now listen. A person will not, that's sick or whatever, can remain sick and as you may know that they are sick, uh, nothing will happen if you don't do anything. Look at what it says in verse 19, Mark 16, verse 19. It says, so then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Position of authority. All authority has been given to him. And they went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the, uh, the accompanying signs. Amen. So be it. Let it be. We need to go out. We need to go out. We need, we need to pray for the sick. We need to lay hands on them if, if we're able to be there. Uh, and we, but we need to pray in Jesus' name. We believe and pray in Jesus' name that a work will be done. May I just say this? I believe that in these last days, there will be an increase in miracles being done. And not just through, hey, you know, the... the the evangelist or through the elder or pastor or whoever it may be, but I'm talking about you going out in faith and, and believing in Jesus' name that there will be an increase in people miraculously being healed. Miraculously. Now, it's interesting here. It says that they went out and preached everywhere the Lord desires to confirm and not just do miracles the miracles you might say oh man I just want to see miracles I want you know people healed and and whatever the, you know blind seeing and and what whatever it may be we want to see that but you know what if a person doesn't hear the gospel there is no opportunity necessarily without the gospel they cannot be saved that's why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. 
The Lord desires to do a work interweaving the miracle with the gospel message that we would be prepared as we go out. And sometimes the miracle will take place first and then the gospel presented like it was in Acts chapter 3. So first the miracle happened and then there was this message that Peter preached and there were thousands that, that responded to the message and got saved as a result of the miracle tied in with the gospel. Listen, if you want miracles to happen, for goodness sake, always tie it in and, and share the gospel. Listen, if you, somebody was sick and you, you pray for them and there's a miracle that takes place, you would say right away, you know what? Let me share something with you that not only will heal you physically, but will, will bring life to you spiritually, which is way more important. You know, what, what does it matter uh, if a person gets healed and doesn't re, they, they don't have a chance to hear the gospel and they, they end up going to hell, being apart from the Lord for eternity? This is why when you, especially as you read through Mark, as you read through the Gospel of Mark, there is always the healing that took place interwoven with the Gospel. So it was never a standalone, but it was always together. If you are prepared to share the Gospel, the Lord wants to confirm the Gospel with signs following. So don't be afraid at that at that moment to say hey listen can i i want to share something else with you hey the person that's blind and they're seeing um it, it's very easy then to share the gospel with them once again i don't know about you do you do you, do you want god working through you that way the, there, there needs to be uh an obedience here to go ahead and do that because lord says i want to work with you on this it, and that's the beautiful thing is that, God, you would consider me. You consider me, consider me in, in, in this work that you want to do. And he's saying, absolutely. Look at, uh, let's go back to Matthew chapter 10, verse 2. Look at this. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Does anybody remember what the, the sons of Zebedee were called? Sons of thunder. Why, why were they called sons of thunder? Because they were so mild-mannered. Now, they, they, they wanted to call down fire from heaven to, because there was, you know, there was not a, res, a positive response to, Je, response to Jesus. Uh, so they were... They were not mild mannered. They they probably had very quick opinions and a very quick uh, judgment to the point of, hey, you know what, Lord, come on, let's just just they didn't accept you, let's destroy them. Peter, Peter, so I, I see Peter as a very outgoing but very brash individual. Like these guys were not necessarily, or they weren't perfect. Philip and Bartholomew, 
Thomas, what do we know about Thomas? Doubting Thomas. Matthew, the tax collector. Oh, man, he would not have been very loved. What, a tax collector? So here's a Jew being a tax man to his own people for the Roman government. Taking taxes from his own people. He probably had a pretty good income as a result of that. A Jew taking money from other Jews to give to the the the, the uh, emperor empire that had conquered the area and, and huge areas, the Roman Empire. And so here he's he's part of that. James, the son of Alphaeus and Labius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. And the Lord is working through these individuals, ordinary people. In fact, in Mark 1, verse 16, um, these guys, let me make the point, these guys were ordinary. How many of you would say, I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly ordinary person? Anybody? I, I'm, I'm a fairly ordinary person. I, I, I don't think there's, you know, I don't consider myself to be, well, you know, things stand out about me uh, necessarily. I'm, I'm just an, an ordinary type of person as these guys were, except for one thing. Except for one thing. They were all willing to give it, to give it all up and follow Jesus. They were ordinary guys that were willing to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. In Mark 1, verse 16, it says, And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were, uh, were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and they went after him, after Jesus. How many of you are followers of Jesus Christ? I, I hope everybody's hand is up. Of course, you're, if you're a child of God, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I, I've, I've, I'm... Now... We might say, well, how much have you given up? Maybe you've, you've given certain things up to follow Jesus. Maybe there's been uh, uh, an problems that came as a result of you saying, I'm going to follow Jesus. But you're willing to do that. The Lord is saying, I want to work through you. I want to do a work through you. Lord, have your way. Do that work through me. I'm willing. I'm following you. I'm willing to follow you going back to Matthew chapter 10 from verse 5 these 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them saying do not go into the way of the Gentiles Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel so there there was um, there were commands that the Lord gave and they were obedient to the command. We need to follow Christ's command. Now, right off the bat in, in, in 
Mark chapter 16, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So all, all your world may not be necessarily in another land, in another country or whatever. It may be that your world consists of maybe your own home. Maybe you're the only one in your, your household that's not a believer. The Lord is saying, I want you to be a witness to those that are in your household and, and as you are obedient. I want to be obedient to what those people that the Lord has put me in, in, in contact with. Whoever it is. And, I, and I'm not saying that, hey, you be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Be prepared as you would start your day. Lord, work through me. Work through me to share. To, I, I'm willing to, to share the gospel with others. And, and not just share the gospel, but also my actions, that they would be such that there would be a witness even in my actions and as it says in Matthew 5 verse 16, it says, they will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. That we would be a, a light. You're the light of the world. But there would be a, a, a shining from us as we would uh, follow the, the command of Jesus Christ to go out. And that we would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that would say, hey, I want you to say something now. How many of you have no... There's been a time where you knew you were supposed to say something and you didn't. Has that ever happened to you? I know it's happened to me. I think, oh my goodness. And whatever, for whatever reason, whether it was you're too afraid, I'm, I'm too afraid or whatever. As I didn't say, and I knew the Lord had opened the door to say something and I didn't say something. The Lord would have us, and I recognize say that, that that may have happened to, to you as well. But the main thing is, Lord, as the doors are open, let me uh, be that person that will follow your command. Be sensitive to your Holy Spirit to begin to speak. Listen, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to tell, know all the scriptures. Now, it's good. Uh, if you want to know, hey, what scriptures can I memorize? I think there's cards out in the foyer that has, you know, how to make it to heaven, a little card, business card. And on it are about a dozen or so passages and, and probably a number of them you already know if not grab and say I'm going to memorize these passages but even if you don't you can share what it is that would bring a person to the Lord it says in Matthew chapter uh, 10 verse 7 it says and as you go as you go out so there's a, 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 an obedience to follow Christ's command. But as you go out, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. You received life eternal. It didn't cost you anything. Then freely give. And he's saying, I want you that the gospel is, is interwoven into the work that God wants to do through you you say what to heal the sick yeah to cleanse the lepers yeah you know do you know what lepers like we were talking we're talking about there's not too much leprosy that's on this planet anymore but back then it was as bad as cancer where it seems like oh cancer you know um we're done or is there anything that you know the treatment whatever chemo, radiation, whatever the, this world would prescribe. Well, leprosy, 
let me just say this. We are talking about your extremities beginning to rot off. We're talking your, your finger, it, no feeling, but then there's a, a, a rotting off. So fingers, toes, the, 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 the extent, the, the, the extremities of the body, the nose is rotting right off. To heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. The Lord, you think, well, does the Lord want to do those kinds of work through just an ordinary person that believes? And in Jesus' name, can these things be done? And the, Lord, the Lord is saying, absolutely, that is for today. Uh, to cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, even raise the dead, cast out demons, freely have received, freely give. That you would preach... Go, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of, of heaven is at hand and let those miracles be interwoven with the preaching of the gospel. You might say the kingdom of heaven. Well, Jesus talks about, as he began his ministry, he talks about the kingdom of God. In Mark 1, verse 14, it says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That there would be, to make it into the kingdom of God, there needs to be repentance. Repentance from what? One thing is repentance from sin. I, I, I cannot continue sinning. But the other thing of repentance is a, a change in direction. There's a turning from a headlong rush to destruction to an eternity apart from God, to turning to, to the Lord. And so we turn to the Lord. We repent. So that's two aspects of repentance. But believe in the gospel. You can repent, but if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you won't make it. There's a lot of people that have decided, you know what, i got to change my ways. I can't keep doing that. And they, they, so they, there's a repentance they stop doing what is detrimental to them and to others, and they, they make a change of, of direction, if you would. But there's no believing on Jesus for salvation because there's only one person and, and, uh, that can take care of our sin, and that is Jesus Christ. We need to believe in Jesus Christ. He's the one that is able to uh, uh, cleanse us from all of our sins even as we would confess, Lord, I, I'm a sinner, I need you. And he is, he is able, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, so just quickly, uh, those that believe in my name, they will do amazing things as we go out and preach everywhere. Ordinary people, except for one thing, we're going to follow Jesus following Christ's command, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, weaving in the gospel with the miracle. Be determined. I'm gonna, uh, I am going to, to do that. I'm going to tie those things together. And the Lord is saying, I want to work through you powerfully. You might say, I don't know. Will God make a way? 
Look what it says in, in verse 9, Matthew 10, 9. It says, Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts nor bag for your journey nor two tunics nor sandals nor staffs for a worker is worthy of his food. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So the Lord is saying, listen, I want to I do a work. I want to take care of it. And I think I, sometimes it's not, we may not, we may give up everything to say as the Lord would lead us and call us to do certain things. We may, we may give up a lot and everything. And the Lord is saying, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you in it. And that the, the message would go out. God will make a way. And I believe that we, at this time, we need, uh, as, a, as individuals and as a church, Lord, work through us powerfully. Um, over the course of the last year, there's been, there's been um, a desire to get the word out from this, from within these four walls, to get that, get it out, even on the internet. Last year we had the very first person that was already back in February. We began with our uh, very simply with a, our very first Sunday, Power Sunday, was with uh, Rock, and he shared his testimony. I. Uh, of what God was doing in his life. And because of that testimony, somebody heard, it was January 5th, they heard that, that message. They didn't hear it on that day, but they heard it online about almost two months after. And I can remember that person coming in and the very first person they saw was Rock, and they, or one of the first people they saw was Rock, and said, I, I listened to your testimony and I said that sinner's prayer at the end of, of the message. So the Lord gave us the opportunity. You may say, wow, that's, that's amazing. It is amazing. You say, well, is that person still around? Yeah, they are. Actually, it's Sam's mother. As she responded, I remember that Wednesday night. I don't know if you remember that, but as she came in here, after rock she came she said I gave my life to the Lord I gave my life to Jesus so I want you to know that uh, uh, the Lord desires to do a work through us and as a church the word is starting to get out even on the internet people are are being saved uh, or have opportunity to be saved most of the the um, um, the services end with a Invitation to come to the Lord Jesus and a, and a prayer, a, a sinner's prayer, if you would, at the end. Uh, an opportunity for people to come to have new life. Um, that you would be able to lead someone else in, a, in a, a prayer, a sinner's prayer, if you would. A confession of sin. Lord, I am a sinner. And a recognition and a confession of the only one that can save Jesus Christ because of what he did for us on the cross. He, was, he died for us. He was buried and he rose again. And thirdly, that there would be a receiving of Christ into that person's life. 
it says in John 1 verse 12, it says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God, even to those that believe on his name, to become the children of God as they receive Christ. We'd be able to, to, to lead others to Christ. Um, praise the Lord. I, I know I won't get through everything, but I just, I just want to say a few, just a few more things. And I, I want to share this, uh, this next part. It says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak for it is not you who speak but the spirit of your father who speaks in you and i just want to say this this is already happening and especially at this time that there is a coming before those that are are in authority kings those that are maybe over areas a city or or whatever to come before them and that there would be for his sake there's a testimony that goes to them to the Gentiles to those that don't know the Lord there's a testimony I, I, we, are, we are at a place that uh, truly I, I believe that uh, there will be a going before our mayor of this city perhaps the council or even beyond, that God will do a powerful work yet before he comes back. The Lord wants to do that work. He wants to do that work through us. I want you to know that there is always the possibility of opposition. As soon as the gospel goes out, even with the miracles, there, there may be opposition. Verse 21, it says, Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he is like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, or called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call, they call those of his household? So even as they called uh, Jesus, he was of Beelzebub and, and uh, demon, how much will they, more will they call or say about you? There's going to be an opposition. But look at what it says in verse 26 it says therefore do not fear them for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known and it continues so yes there may be opposition never be afraid of opposition never be afraid to share the gospel even with those that that uh, there might yeah there might be a, a a response that is is extremely negative how many of you've had a negative response as, as you shared the gospel with somebody or shared about jesus have you had a negative response i think many of us or many of us sometimes say hey, i don't don't talk to me about religion you know uh, or they might get even more upset or say whatever but uh 
recognize that without the gospel, they can't get saved. And even sometimes those that may have been so opposed to the gospel, because that seed is planted down the road, there's a remembrance of the gospel that you shared with them. And who knows if they will not give their life to the Lord because of what you said. And you, you, it was a seed that was sown within them. The Lord, the Spirit would water and, and uh, that life could come as they believe in Jesus. We don't have to fear the Lord is with us. Verse 27 says, Whatever I tell you in the dark and speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. God is sovereign. God knows all things. He knows everything. He knows the things that we may go through. And he's saying, don't be afraid. And he's speaking here now. He's speaking this whole chapter. He's speaking to his disciples before they, they, they went out. And so this is the conversation that he's saying to his disciples. Lord, I, I want to take that in. I want to take in. I don't have to be afraid. Sometimes I may be afraid. The Lord says, but you don't have to be afraid. I'm with you. You are valuable to me. In verse 32, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will conf also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. That we would truly, that we would say, I'm going to confess Jesus Christ before men. How many of you have found in, these, in this past year especially with COVID, how many of you have found that there's been openings of conversation uh, about God or whatever uh, that you wouldn't have had, you know, a few months before COVID? Have, have you noticed that there's been a difference uh, with those that you're around, that they're more open to talk about the things of God and whatever? Yeah, so a number of you are saying, yeah, I've noticed that there's an opening. I want you to know, the closer we get to the return of the Lord, that God desires to move much more powerfully. And that you would just say, Lord, yes, I need, fill me with your Holy Spirit. One of the things that the Lord said to these, to these men, and to the 120, uh, he says, before you go out, I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want the power of the Holy Spirit to be upon you so you can be witnesses unto me wherever you go wherever you are, that you would say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. I need your spirit because this is what the Lord commanded in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 8. He says, don't, he says, I, I want you to, to wait until you've been endued with power from a high. I, I want you to wait. You need, to, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the power. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Before we close tonight, we want to pray for that. Lord, fill us with your spirit. For those of you that are filled with the spirit of, of the Lord already, I'm telling you, go and, and, and be used of the Lord. You might say, hey, can I still be used of the Lord even if I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit? I can't, I can't preach the gospel until I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, you can. 
You can see you could, the gospel is able, the power is in, in the gospel. And as you share it, once again, that word doesn't return void. But there is something about being filled with the Holy Spirit that, that there is a truly an empowering for you to be a witness beyond what is uh, without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, there's a measure, there's an earnest of the Spirit that is within you the moment that you give your life to the Lord. A, a, you might say, what's an earnest? An earnest in the King James has to do with a portion. The moment we give our life to the Lord, there's a portion of the Holy Spirit that is already within you. But the Lord desires for us to have the Spirit without measure. Just as we close up here, um, that we should take up the cross daily. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his, her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Sometimes even within our, old, our own household, there is a division. You know, one serving the Lord, the other one saying, I want nothing. Don't even talk to me about Jesus. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And so often we think it's a thing of, of just the hardship and suffering that we may go through as a child of God. But I just want to say, uh, when it comes that you would identify as Paul did with the cross of Christ. As he, he, he says, I'm, he talks about being crucified with, with Christ. Nevertheless, I'm, I'm crucified with Christ. I, I'm, I don't live in this, this flesh, in this body, except by faith in the one that gave himself for me. So there's a, 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 an identifying daily in Luke 9, verse 23. Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciples, you're going to be my followers. And this, this is one of the, the keys for miracles to take place. Deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Daily, take up the cross, that there would be a recognition of the cross of Christ, because it is through the cross of Christ, that confession and that faith in who he is and what he did for us on a daily basis, that is where the power of the Holy Spirit flows through, to help you on a daily, personal base, uh, basis, and, uh, and, and also not just for you, but to work through you to impact other people, daily taking up the cross. He who does not take his cross and follow uh, after me is not worthy of me. Listen, if it isn't for the cross of Christ, if our faith is not in Jesus Christ and him crucified, we're, we're finished. If our faith is somewhere else, we're done. Our faith needs to, the thing that saved you was faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you. It needs to remain there and the power of the Holy Spirit is able to work through you. Yes, Lord, I just, I, I, I want rivers of living water flowing from me so that when I share the word, think about it. This is part of one of the reasons for the, the, those rivers of living water to flow. A seed needs to be germinated and it's germinated as water comes to it. And it, it comes to life. You can have seeds with, that are dry. They can be for, for years, even hundred, hundreds of years, even thousands of years. They found 
seeds and different tombs and whatever, they could take a seed that's hundreds or even thousands of years old, take that seed and put it in water and let, or put it in the ground and soil and then let it be watered. And there's a germinating of that seed that it comes to life. Think of that as you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the seed and the Holy Spirit working through rivers of living water flowing from you to germinate that seed so that it brings life in that person as they respond. So powerful as we say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. I'm going to take up the cross daily. I want you to know that the Lord will recognize even a cold cup of water. The last few verses, he who receives you receives me and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Like there's a there's an amazing work that the Lord wants to do through us. I just say, thank you, Lord. What, we're, we're, we're going out for Jesus. And not just for him, but him who sent the Lord Jesus here on earth, the Father as well. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones, even a new believer, uh, only a cup of water in the name of a disciple, sure, assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. In other words, the Lord will recognize this. there's blessing that comes from sharing the gospel. How do you feel after you've just shared, even begun to share about Jesus with somebody? How do you feel? I don't know about you. It's like, oh, man. The thing that might make my day or my week or my month or my, my year up until that point is just the opportunity to share Jesus with somebody else. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. And the Lord is saying, I'm going to recognize. There's a reward for that. It says we shall shine like, this, like the stars. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, looking, being in heaven, and it's like, Wow. That person was a soul winner, shining brightly. I don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but the Lord talks about that. Praise God. Praise God. Can we stand together? I just want to speak a little bit for those online. If you're watching online at this time and, and you're, 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 you got caught by... Uh, the, the title, Keys to Miracles, say, I want to know about miracles. If you're not a child of God, uh, the greatest miracle that you can have is giving your life to Jesus. And if you want God to do miracles through you, that you would give your life to Jesus because he does want to work miracles not just on you, but through you. And so tonight, uh, I just want to lead you in a simple prayer that you can pray with me. And uh, even as you pray it, uh, believe in your heart. In Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, it talks about the things that we confess and the things that we believe in our heart. And it's specifically about Jesus Christ being the one that can save you. And I want you to know tonight, it's only Jesus Christ that can save you from, from your sins because he died for your sins. In fact, all your sins were placed upon him 2,000 years ago. In fact, the sins of all mankind were placed on him. And if anybody believes... In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die on a cross, that if we believe, as we believe, that we would have 
eternal life in him. For God so loved us, loves you so much, and he desires for you to be for all eternity with him. So just, I want you to pray, if you would, pray uh, with me. And for those that are here, believers, if you can just pray along. Let's, let's pray for that person that may be giving their life to Jesus. And if there's anybody here that you're in that place and uh, you don't know the Lord, you can come to him at this time and give your life to the Lord. So let's pray together. Jesus, I want to do miracles. I need the greatest miracle to take place in my life. Yes, I have sinned. I am a sinner. And I confess that. But I also confess that you went to the cross for me. I believe that. All my sins were put on you. And you took the consequences of my sin. And you died for me. You were buried, but you rose again. I believe that. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Let your plans and purposes be accomplished in my life. And that I would be one that would do miracles as I preach the good news of who you are and what you've done for, for me to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Lord, for those that may have responded, Lord, I just pray that you will move in their life powerfully. Lord, that you will lead and guide them and direct them. Lord, to other believers, uh, that they will come to know uh, more and more of who you are. Lord, reveal yourself to them. Lord, even as they would begin to read your word, that you would reveal yourself uh, to them in your word, that you would speak to them in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that they would be added to a church, that they would find a, a, a church that preaches your word and that they would uh, grow in you. And Lord, that they would bring life to others. Lord, along with that, I pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Baptize them in power, in the power of your spirit. Lord, I pray even now that you would baptize us. Lord, fill us with your spirit. Lord, that we could be witnesses unto you in these last days. Lord, there's a work that needs to be done. There's not much time left. Lord, you, you have already said that the, the harvest is ripe. Not in another three or four months. The harvest is ripe now. And there are people that, that uh, are ready to be saved, but the laborers are few. Lord, you are sending us out. And Lord, I say yes. We say yes, Lord. Send us. And Lord, that we would operate in the power of the Holy Spirit spirit a demonstration of the spirit and power lord even with signs following and confirming the gospel lord 
and that there will be a powerful work accomplished through us. Lord, we believe, Lord, whether it's our children, our, our, our uh, teenagers, our young people, our, our young adults, Lord, whatever age group, Lord, that we will be fishers of men. Lord, that we will be soul winners. Lord, that we will bring others to you. And Lord, that they, they would be added into, or, and placed into the body of Christ, members within your body, Lord. And Lord, that they will be ready for your return. Lord, I pray that there will be such an increase. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for, for uh, uh, visions to be given. Lord, I pray for dreams to be had at this time. Lord, I pray that there will be uh, words spoken prophetically, Lord, as you, you work through us at this time. And Lord, that there will be uh, things wrought for you, Jesus, that you will be glorified in these last days. Lord, that it will be so far beyond anything that we could possibly imagine. Lord, even as you began, as your spirit was poured out in the early church, Lord, there were amazing, powerful things that were accomplished. Lord, and, and as the gospel was shared, there were people that came to know you. Lord, whether it was the individual that was bound by a legion of, of demons, or Lord, whether it was the masses that were, were uh, ministered to, Lord, by, by those that were empowered by your spirit, Lord, I just pray there will be such an influx of souls before you return, Lord. We say yes. We say yes to being used by you. We say yes to your spirit uh, filling us, Lord, to be immersed, to be baptized in your spirit, Lord. We say yes to that. And we say yes to rivers of living water flowing from us, even as we would declare the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray this for my dear brothers and sisters. Have your way in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful uh, evening yet. Uh, greet one another. So good to have so many of you in the house of the Lord tonight. And um, uh, I want you, I, I want to give you uh, permission, if you would, not that you need permission, but listen, if you are used by God to share Christ with somebody else or lead somebody to the Lord, so even if it's not leading them to the Lord, but you had an opportunity to share Christ with them, shoot me a text, all right? Shoot me a text and say, oh, Pastor Dave, you would not believe. And definitely, if somebody comes to the Lord because of you, uh, definitely call me or text me, let me know. We want to give opportunity for these testimonies to be given. So, God bless you. Love you guys, and uh, have a great evening. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.